Yo, welcome to episode 20 of the Empty Out the Clip podcast. Brought to you by the West West Network, brought to you by westwestnet.com. Go check out all our social media pages on the West West Network on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right. We're talking more NBA, NBA playoffs, the first round. I'm here with two guests, Adam Tafal and Ash Stannenberg. So we recorded this on the 3rd of June, 2021. And the playoff bracket looks like this. We've got the East semifinals um, all set. So we've got Philadelphia going to go up against Atlanta. Milwaukee's going to go up against Brooklyn. Uh, over the West, uh, Utah is in the semis. They're waiting to face the winner of the Clippers-Dallas game. And then the two games that are on t- today, Denver and Portland, Phoenix and LA Lakers. So... Portland and the Lakers are trying to extend their series to seven games, so we'll see what happens after today. But we recorded this yesterday, and we talk about we talk about these two games, and we talk about the East and West in general. So, yeah, let's take it away. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Alright, I got Adam Tafal here in the house. I got Ash Stunnenberg here in the house. What's up? What's up, Ken? What's up, Adam? We're talking in the NBA. We're near the end of the first round. And it's been exciting, man. The last time you guys won, well, that's been happy. Especially down in LA. So, I just want to first go over the today's games. So, so first up, let's talk about the, the Clippers and the Mavs. So, the Clippers lose this one, 100 to 105. Luka Doncic scored... 40 odd points to um, get them over the line. So, so Dallas is back in the lead, three-two in that series. I'll come to you first, Adam. How'd you see that series, and how do you see that playing out? I mean, I, I didn't think it would potentially go this long, so I wouldn't be surprised if it does go to seven. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too confident to call it either way. You'd think the the Mavs, Mavs should be able to close out the next game, but you know, when one team's kind of had that momentum, um, you've had couple players in the other team come through so before this game you had Paul George stepping up he wasn't so much pandemic P you know he he kind of helped out the claw and they had a, a bit of a uh, rounded effort but then Luca, you know getting 40 odd points but I read something where they said it was Kobe like stats where he shot 17 of 37 like they just gave the man the ball but um, I, I just don't know how long he can maintain for you know he's a young guy he's got the future but you know, where's like Prozingas and all the other guys helping him out. Like, uh, I don't know if he can do it on his own. So if, if he gets that supporting cast to help him out, um, yeah, they they could close out in the next game. But you just, yeah, the Clippers, they're just a mystery to me. I mean, last last season was a mystery too, how they kind of fell out in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking it might go to seven and then it can go either way. Yeah, it's it's interesting you talk about Luca and his team because you'd think that Porzingis would be the guy to have his back. It's not the case. I don't know what's wrong with Porzingis. He's never been the same, eh? Ever since he got hurt, uh, yeah, he's never really been what he was. Like I, I personally, I, I rated him real high. I hope I that was the year we drafted. Was it Russell? I think D'Angelo Russell, one of those guys, and. I, I wanted Porzingis, man, because I thought shit. He 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 is the unicorn to me. But since he got hurt, he's been doing jack shit. Like, I feel sorry for Luca. He's if if it weren't for Luca, these guys are they, they'd be getting swept. 
um, but he's he's literally doing it all by himself. I mean, when I I turned the game on and I looked at, it, I was like, oh shit, it's still real tight. Um, at one point, the Clips got the got the lead, went on a mean run, and I thought, ah, oh, not here we go. But then they came back. It was all on on Luca, huh? He was either scoring or he was uh, dishing assists. It was it was a one man show, huh? Um, uh, what's his name? Hardaway, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. He he got his. Um, but at the end, man, the Clippers could have won that. That was sort of like it was a typical Clipper. Like I I just think they're gonna lose, huh? Unfortunately, unless unless Luca just starts to not being able to hit his shots because i think he's gonna single-handedly just drag this team through the first round um the clippers they just look at the the look on their face you see him at the end of the, those games you just like rondo talking shit with a uh, Kawhi, and you're just like yeah what he came they were already saying it's rondo's team that that is called Kawhi's team man if he can't claim sorry ass team like the clippers dude you just is sorry man fuck you <laughs> Sorry, you know what I mean, man. So what do you guys make of the, the LA Clippers? Because they're like a weird team. You know, I don't know if they're serious or what. It's like they're just mucking around. I mean, come come on, you got two stars in Paul George and Kawhi, and Kawhi Leonard. And come on, guys. What are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. They blame it on Doc Lash. So what they give it, they, they, they hand the keys to Ty Lue. And what he's dicking around. He's making dumbass comments like, oh, it ain't no thing. Look at this. It's, it's a strange series because only the, the, road, the road teams have won all the games. So it's almost like Dallas has to break that, uh, break the circle next game and just close it out, man. Already, I it just they, they the Clippers don't they've never looked like they've had like a killer instinct. They're one of those teams that talk shit when they're winning, and then when they're losing, they just look like real fucking. <laughs> Do you think that's what makes them dangerous, though? I mean, you know, they're they're a team that's to me looks lazy. You know, yeah, if they do well, they're doing that whole load management and all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like most of the other teams in the league, they're experiencing proper. Well, not all of them, but most of them are, are, are um, experiencing like real injuries. You know, due to the compressed schedule and all that. And these guys are just taking games off, man. Like, yeah, nah. And look at it now. Now look at them. <laughs> I mean, just, I'll just say because I'm a, uh, as a Laker fan. Look, we were. I wish we could have had a healthy AD and healthy LeBron through the whole season. That would have been great, man. But they they weren't there because they were hurt. These guys. Do you think because of the way the Clippers play, say say the LA Clippers get through, it looks like they weren't last. They were, I don't think they'll get to the NBA Finals. The Clippers shot the second highest three point percent in a in in the regular season in NBA history this past season. They're shooting at like thirty eight percent or some shit. They're, they're shooting real mediocre. Who is it? Marcus Moore is their best three point shooter. Second three point, uh, I think it's the second highest three point percentage in the league this year. He was like one for eleven or something in the beginning. You know, the beginning of the series. They, mm. You can't sustain something that good for, for for that long. And this is a weird year as well. You know what I mean? Just mm. all the games. Remember at the end of the season they had all those back to back to back to back games. Like the Lakers had. Six games in no, what was it? Six games in like eight days or something stupid like that. Like they had three back to backs. It was like it's crazy. P- people are gonna get hurt. The, the rhythms are gonna be off going into the playoffs. I don't know. It's 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 a weird year, huh? But it's mm. it's been hella exciting, man. Look at Dame, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get to that game soon. But man, so I'll, I'll just get your your prediction real quick, Ash. Um, who's winning that series? We talk about the clips. Um, yep. Well, what did I say? I, originally, I had it at uh, four three to the clips. Uh, 
Um, shit, might be four two, man. To the to the Mavs, because I just I, I I reckon Mavs got the next game and it's over, man. Mm. Clips gonna clip. That was that was same as you, eh, um, Adam. Mm. You reckon you you reckon Dallas? Yeah, but in the day, I don't think it matters. It coming up against the red hot Jazz. I mean, Mitchell switched on in the past game, so yeah. That's, I don't think that side of the bracket matters. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just go to that series. So so Memphis eliminated. U- Utah gets through. They win four one. Oh, I'll go to your first, Adam. How, how did you, how did you see that that series? Yeah, I mean, it, it was really um, pro- probably just the season that come out of age for Morant. Like he's he's really matured. He's he's um, and I mentioned this in our previous um, episode, like. You know, a lot of these new young guys, they're not, like, it's it's a credit to the skills that they have, you know, they're not like, oh, he's a young Kobe, he's a young that, like, you can't, I personally feel like you can't compare them to other players, like, Moran is kind of creating his own, his own path, like, you know, you're like, that's, that's him, he's not, he doesn't have bits and pieces of other guys, which is really exciting, and, um, you know, that first game with Mitchell out, he, he owned it, and obviously they went up one nothing. um, and then Donovan Mitchell came back, kind of took took his bits and pieces to kind of get into it. But you know, you got to. It's not just Mitchell that that Jazz team. You know, they got the six man of the year. They got Clarkson as well. So, I mean, they they got players all over the all over the court that can really sort of wear you down. And they got solid defense. So, um, but yeah, it was really exciting to see the young guy Moran just not really give a shit and just nothing to lose, everything to gain. And so he played with his heart every game like his swag he's got good swag and just good skill set all around mean hops he's going to be definitely a, a, a weapon in the future yeah yeah how about you ash you know donovan the match i remember his series uh last last year with denver and they just lost i think it was game seven they got up to and it was the donovan mitchell jamal murray show and those guys were going head to head man every game was like competitive as but you know utah lost that series and the it felt like to me, I think the Donovan Mitchell took it took it personally, and he's coming back. He's coming back in, in, in these playoffs, playing like he is. So, how how do you see the Utah Jazz progressing through this playoff, uh, Ash? Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the way they're on a roll, huh? We spoke earlier about this series. Um, I'd said I, I had Utah winning this four one if it was Memphis because it just the matchup wasn't wasn't right for for the for, for was it for the uh for the Grizz but Ja you know he balled out but the way Utah's been playing I mean they keep shooting at three I, I think I agree with Adam man whoever they play in the next round it's fodder it's they're going straight to the Western Conference Finals um so how far they can take it is is as long as they can keep making those shots at the end of the day, because they're, they're a great shooting team, man. And it's sort of like the jazz of the old days, you know, when you had Jeff Hornacek and John Stockton and Carl Malone, you had three decent shooters. You had Byron Russell, like they could all shoot Howard Isley. They just shoot and they're doing the same right now. So unless it's one of these teams can figure it out and, and scheme something and, and force them to t- try to take the ball inside, um, then it'll be solely on uh, Mitchell. Because he's he's an inside threat, you know. Jordan can, uh, Clarkson can get his get his buckets underneath, but these guys make the majority of their points on the outside. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Jazz 
as it is, but <laughs> I can't stand them. But I'm not gonna lie, man. I reckon they go Western Conference Finals. And if look, if 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 my legs don't go through, and it ends up being between Denver and Portland against Phoenix, I the best chance of knocking Utah off and stopping them from going to the finals is probably in that Denver Portland series. But that'll whoever goes through it's I reckon that'll be a six seven game series easy. Yep, yep, yep. That's the only one I got right, Us. That was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they're not all done yet, so well, there's two more series that are still alive. But but in both of those series, I want the teams that I picked to lose. So. <laughs> so you, you did, did you pick uh, New York Knicks to um, get through? Because we're gonna talk nah, about the New York man. Knicks and Atlanta series right nah. now. So yeah, I had that flipped the other way around, Us. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it, man. Did you have you seen that? Um, you seen all the shit, you know, with them talking shit back and forth. And Trey Young, yeah, oh. the New York crowd. Did yeah. You see the I one think... with the guy after the game in the in the Hawks jersey, and he's going like leaving the stadium, and he's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking mad shit, and all the all the Knicks fans are giving him the fingers and whatnot. And I was... <laughs> oh, I love it. Eh? I love that stuff. Eh? Like you know that series. We'll we'll talk about the Knicks and the uh, Atlanta series. So. And then the Hawks, they go through. New York Knicks are eliminated. I think it was a real disappointing um, playoff series for New York because they were looking real promising during the season. Julius Randle won one most proven player of the year, but he didn't look improved uh, during the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking, he, he was like, he, he ducked in shit. <laughs> but um, man, that series for me, reminded, it was good to see the crowds back. And that was the first time I saw, you know, the New York fans in MSG. And it was like a party atmosphere, you know. It was like really cool to 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 see that um the 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 city supporting their team. But man, that that series, you know, is this the rise of Ice Trey? Is is this the year he becomes he steps up to become closer to the the top players in the league? Because that guy, he was doing his he was doing his trying to do his best imitation of of Reggie Miller back in the nineties. You know, her man is uh, trash all talking to, to the do. crowd and. That's all he missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll come to you first, Adam. How did you find that that series? And what do you make of Julius Randle and and Trey Young? <clears throat> yeah, we we spoke about this last week, and and I said um, when it was in the early stages that I, I wasn't I, I wasn't really too interested in the in the series until I saw the beef that you know Trey Young had created and like the the attitude and the like don't hear from me because I don't give a shit. Like we got you in the A, like when he came out and he just brought that, that energy and the attitude is like, Oh shit, I'm going for them now. Like I, I honestly didn't care. And I didn't know which way it was going to go. And, but he, he made that what it was that, that series. And I think old school ball had that. And similar to that, like, you asked me about all the fan stuff and, you know, the league just gone soft since the days of Ron Artest going into the stands and just scrapping with audiences. You know, like they they needed that that energy from him, and and I was just I was just behind the Hawks after that. He came with that attitude, and I think it's going to set him up. And you know, they got great players on the Hawks as well. You know, they traded got uh, Clint Capella and and a few good pieces around him. So I think I think they've got uh, a solid base you know even if they keep their roster for a couple of years and build around it or add a few bits and pieces but um 
Yeah, and I said before we went live, like I don't know how long Embiid's going to be out for, but um, yeah, it's. I think the next series is going to be interesting. I don't know if it'll be a, a long one, but you know, with the fire that Trey's got, you know, there should be some interesting games in that next series. I think Shooters was the one that stood out to me for the Atlanta Hawks going up against New York. The Shooters that were around Trey Young, so a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the shooting form in the New York Knicks were were pretty off during that season I think the only guy that was scoring when I was watching was um was D Rose yeah man now you're absolutely right I was just gonna say it was Derek Rose I checked every time I checked the box scores I was like you Adam I was like whatever I don't give a shit Knicks gonna, gonna smash them and I it's nice seeing the Knicks in the playoffs but when they win they can get a little bit annoying but that's just me being a hater um but yeah, no, um, Trey Young, it, exactly what you say, Cam. They got shooters. That's why they went out and got Bogdanovich. Now they got Lemon Pepper Lou. Like, those guys, these are guys that you can rely on to hit that three, the open three, the three in transition. And Trey Young's a fucking shooter. So, John Collins, who was just like a high flying act, getting rebounds and shit, getting steals here and there, block shots. Now he's shooting threes, like, consistently. So, you're absolutely right, man. They got a badass shooting team. And let's see, like you said, man, with him beat out. I, I was saying to you, I had him be tipped as an MVP. So, for him to be out, that's a massive loss for Philly. And I was listening to the radio today, and they were talking about, oh, they got great shooters in Danny Green and this. Now I'm thinking, bro, Danny Green last year, come on, man. <laughs> you can't really rely on all these guys. Maybe a Seth, a Seth Curry, but I don't know if they're gonna match up well against um, the Knicks. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, against the the Hawks. Clint Capella's been playing decent D in the middle. Um, who knows, man? It'll be an interesting series. But Atlanta definitely deserved it. Uh, deserved that series. I was really disappointed in Julius Randle. He just completely disappeared. You know, you could just see he almost looked like the the Randall of old when when he was frustrating as a Laker fan because you're like you could see the potential, but it just wasn't polished. And you thought, oh, he's got to go to another team to shine. So he does that, you know, goes to the Knicks, has a great year, and then just goes ghost in the in the, in the first round of playoffs. But it's his first time around. Knicks Knicks got a good core. Um, R.J. Barrett, he looks like he's got some good skills. I'm not too highly. I mean, look, Derrick Rose is, is he's playing awesome, but that shit's not gonna last. He's old. It, it's like an old, you know, he's at that last flash. You know, like that sort of last year or two before they just. <laughs> taper off and I hope that's not what's happening with us but you never know <laughs> yeah no, I think I'm like you too because I was pretty impressed with the Knicks bench like the Alec Burke he, he, he had a good series um, quickly he was a good he was good off the bench too but um, yeah it's interesting what will happen next with Atlanta and if 76ers and the 76ers because depending how long Embiid is out I don't think um, a guy like Ben Simmons can handle the, um, you know, putting the team on his back and stuff. You know, he's he's a he's an awful shooter, and I think that the Atlanta can take advantage of that. I mean, yeah, I said it like if Trey's on if Trey's on fire and uh, and the scores are tight, you're just gonna go and hack a Simmons because the dude cannot shoot a free to save himself. It used to be Hacker Dwight, right now it's gonna be just Hacker Simmons. So. And there's two of them. They're both there. Because you've got Dwight playing as well. And Doc already came out saying, I'm going to foul the shit. I'll, I'll foul him at the end. Of the oh, no. He, he goes, I'll leave him in the game. They can foul him all you want. He's still going to play. He's going to. Like, okay, fine. Then we're just going to foul him then. Shit. 
They're like, shoot it with your left hand. Shoot it with your left hand, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Just fucking do a granny shot. Do a granny shot. <laughs> I heard an interesting stat the other day. Doc Rivers has never won a championship without Tom Thibodeau being his assistant coach. Think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh god <laughs> alright so I think we've um, talked about today's games I want to talk about yesterday's game particularly the Trailblazers and the, and the Nuggets because fucking Dame Lemon man he went he went off he fucking went off for 55 points and he made those made, made those 10 threes 12, 10 threes. Uh, no, 12 threes. 12 threes? Yeah, oh, I mean, 12, 12 threes. threes. So he's now, the, he's now got the record for the most threes in the playoff game. But the thing is, the thing that sucked for me, being a Blazers fan, was it was in a losing effort. You know? And I, I don't know how long that, that you know, I don't know how that story would last in the history books, you know? You'll never, no one will ever remember Dame's 55-point effort and those two three-pointers that took them to two overtimes, you know? Now, the silly, they all remember because that was the last, like, if you all don't go through, it'll be the last best thing he did before he came to the Lakers and won a gang of <laughs> chips. <laughs> well, well you, might, you might be right, because that might be the only thing that might save that legacy of that game. Huh. If, if you really wanted to save that If you want to put it that way, absolutely, man, because he was <laughs> it was epic. You know, those threes he hit to send it to overtime, then double overtime, you're like, dude, you fucking kidding me, man? This dude's ridiculous. I mean, he's done it oh, in last year. He did it the year before. He just... I'm not hating on the Blazers so much because I think they could have done some things and moved other pieces instead of what they ended up doing to get him a better team around him. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. He's going to end up somewhere eventually. I don't know if he'll stay in Portland. He says he wants to play it for the rest of his life. But, uh, sorry, oh, he's a lifer. His career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he said he's a, he's a lifer. lifer. <laughs> he's yeah, a lifer. Until, in, until somebody comes and whispers in his ear, like, <laughs> I got him and him coming. <laughs> How'd you find that series, um, Adam? Yeah, I mean, obviously Denver without Murray, um, and I, I didn't follow. I didn't really follow Denver too much during the regular season, and you know, towards the end when I heard Jokic being talked about in the MVP race, I was like, hmm. Um, but obviously they're up three two now, and I mean, for a center, you know, the guy's he's an animal. He's a freak. And um, I can see, you know, he's he's not all hype. He's not, you know, it's not all smack talk. Like, he's a, I mean, you know, I, I listen to a few of the, um, you know, shows, the ESPN and all that, and basically, you know, to even have him and Embiid in the MVP conversation, you know, the last centers, was it like Shaq and somebody else, you know? So, like, not comparing them to, but, even being mentioned in the MVP race speaks to the skill set that they have for big men. Like, um, he's just, he's, he can do it all, assist, shoot threes. Um, but again, you know, they've got some good guys around them as well. Um, forget who the, is it Michael Porter? Like they got him as well. And, you know, he kind of shot, shot a little bit into last, last season. And um, they've got some good, some good other parts around them as well. But, you know, we had this conversation over the, over the weekend, you know, trailblazers live and die by the three. Sometimes they die, sometimes they live, and, you know, they didn't live by it yesterday, but, man, Lillard shot lights out. So, I mean, you know, 
just like the Celtics, you know, every team needs needs fans. Mm. Yeah, I was like you, man, because, man, I, I didn't catch on to the MVP talk with Jokic too late in the, in the season, and I was wondering why. But when I saw, man, I've been watching the series, and he's been just fucking unstoppable. I mean, in the paint, he's been doing his moves, his dance moves in the paint, and just scoring every single time. Like, he's an automatic two-pointer, and, and the Blazers don't have an answer for him at all. I mean, they don't have any guys to, to mark up on them. And it's funny because every game we've had, Nurk has been fouled out. So if he fouls out, then who we got next? we got Ennis Kenta, and he can't do much either. They even put Kamano Anthony on, on Jokic as well. And he's just scoring on him. So, yeah, nah, that, that guy is un- unstoppable. Yeah, no, nah, man, you're absolutely... Dude, the Nurkic... Uh, sorry, um, Jokic. Dude, when you watch him play, he's one of those kind of players that gets a real quiet double-double, like... All of a sudden, they'll flash the stats, and it's like the dude's got twenty and eight, and it's like halftime. You're like, "Hey!" And then you're like, "Fuck, that's right." He's got all those little ass, those like you said, he's a guaranteed deuce in the paint. He gets it has those little hooks, just that little fucking sort of set shot sort of thing, little fadeaway, trying to do a little dirk. But that's it's he's sick. We we spoke about it in the first one we did. Then we talk about the MVP and. I know if the league's all stat crazy at the moment, you know, they fall in love with people with stats and they're always saying these random bullshit stats that don't really mean much, you know, historical things. And but what he's doing is he's, he is actually doing something that you don't often see. Um, but it's not, I mean, he's not the prettiest thing to watch, to be honest. <laughs> he's sort of like a Tim Duncan, you know what I mean? Good fundamentals. But, you know, I think in that series, man, um, if, if a few players step up, I think y'all can sneak it away, man, but it, it's going to be on Damien. You can count on Carmelo to come in and do his little bits. But um, I, Nurkic, I, I'd put a, I'd throw a whole bunch of little bullshit here on the side, some stats. And you're right, man. Nurkic, he leads the playoffs in fouls at the moment. Like, he's... that's But that he's always sort of been that. And do you remember what I was saying before? It's interesting because those two got swapped. Remember, they, they got drafted on opposite teams and then they swapped. So... Yeah. That could have been Dame and fucking Jokic, man. You imagine that? Damn, that's that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a chip right there. That's a guaranteed chip right there. I reckon you get those mm-hmm. two together. Anyways, I, I reckon you got you guys are gonna come back and win that shit, man. <laughs> oh, it's we're in the same boat as the LA, LA Lakers right now. We gotta win the next two to get through. And Damian needs his team to step up because they were down twenty points in the first half, you know, and you can't you can't do that. We're basically playing catch up at that second half, which you know, which got us up there and, and got us to have those two overtime wins. But it was Damian Lillard putting his team on his back, and that's not good enough. The other guys they need to step up. So we'll see. But man, those shots. Let's talk about these shots because man, every year Damian Lillard's gonna do something amazing, right? He's done it with. He sent the Rockets home. He sent OKC Thunder home. He said PG running away with his tail between his legs. <laughs> exactly. And we're talking about Dame Time. Dame time, and Dame time is real. No doubt about it, it's real. And I think this is going to be a yearly thing, guys. It's going to happen. Something amazing is going to happen every year with this guy. Which brings me to a question I got for, for you guys. Is this the best clutch player you've ever seen? I mean, for me, I consider Reggie Miller to be the, the greatest clutch shooter in the NBA history. I don't know. Are you guys witnessing the the next best thing? I reckon there's two types. 
there's two types. You got clutch shooters who are guys who have carried their whole team and then kills it at the end. Then you've got guys that you just throw them the ball at the end of the game and you know they'll make it. Because you got Robert Horry. He's probably personally. I reckon Robert Horry is the most clutch NBA uh, shooter. Like especially in it, 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 when it comes to finals or late in the playoffs. Robert Horry has made the biggest big shot rob, a big shot bob. You know what I mean? Dude's got seven chips for a reason. Not because he was just on the bench, riding the bench. He actually played instrumental role and hit those fucking late game threes. But Dame, I think you're right, man. I, I thought the same thing last year. Was it last year? Yeah, last year in the bubble when he was just going off, man. And, and he hits those threes like just consistently at the end of games. You're like, he did it early. It didn't in the regular season. Remember, they had that loose ball and then he caught it. Just turned around and fucking chucked it. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> now nah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but. <laughs> 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 but it's good to watch. It's good to watch anyway. It's good to watch. I mean, yeah, I've got a few controversial guys, and I know there's a few people that that think this guy's. I don't know might personally hate him, but clutch guy that uh, also helped LeBron get a ship is uh, Ray Allen. Like that guy, clutch, get him the ball outside. That's guaranteed three before. Steph Curry came along. He was up there in the three. So, I mean, that guy, he's, he, he didn't carry a team, but get him in in the last five seconds, down by two, down by one, he'd get you on top. That that mm. that um, series against the Spurs, that corner three, that was epic, man. That shit was tight. <laughs> okay, I want to do another comparison here. Steph Curry. Okay, Steph Curry versus Dame Lillard. So, do you guys reckon Dame Lillard and Steph Curry are on the same level? I think they're two apples and oranges. I think mm. Steph can just outright shoot the three. He'll already he can get in a court. He'll one day he's gonna make something stupid before he retires. Something like twenty threes in the game. He's gonna do something absolutely ridiculous. That's Steph. Dame, he'll do it when it counts. Like it's. Like yeah, he'll he'll probably drop thirty on your head before he drops a crazy ass game winner from just inside from the logo. You know what I mean? He'll, that's that's what Dame will do, but you can rest assured that Dame will take that shot and he'll do it. Steph will too, but I just think that they're two different type of players, huh? Like Steph will get it to you in volumes, not right at the end, because he'll already have the game won for you. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Dame, because he's played on these fucking mediocre backup teams, like. I feel sorry for him. Like CJ McCullough's he's a baller, but it's he needs something else. I think he, he needs a big man. Like a like a like a Hall of Fame big man or you know what I mean? Like and then mm-hmm. that'll just be like Kobe and Shaq. But damn, yeah. man. I I don't know. We'll see I, I reckon if we had this conversation in four or five years' time, we'd laugh. We'd be like Psst. <laughs> of course it's Dame. Come on, man. And that'll be a Dame Little jersey behind me and shit. <laughs> in yellow. In yellow, you reckon? <laughs> I th- I think Curry's up there with uh with like a gener he's a generational talent. He's a generational athlete. So there'll never be another Steph Curry. There'll never be another Dame, but but yeah, it's there's just something that's different, like, and it's not to take away from Lillard or, or Curry, but I think they're just they're, they're slightly different categories, not in different leagues, but it's a different category. Like, like Steph can carry the team; he may not make that final shot, but he'll carry the team to maybe not requiring that shot. 
but damn if the team isn't there he'll get you over with that last shot so it's hard to explain but it's like those those things where like it's almost like he can make people around him better or I don't know because I mean Curry never came in a number one he never came in like the most athletically gifted point guard and he's worked to where he got to so that that's where you can kind of it's like different you know LeBron came in he was the next Michael Jordan and that's not to take away from his accolades but like he was that athletic freak Curry wasn't so he's he's had to work at his craft to kind of get to where he is um they might be from more athletically gifted point guard where he can kind of rely on a lot of his natural flair and talent kind of stuff and and be a little bit more yeah uh, have have more of a physical presence than curry mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to think because i was thinking about it today what if golden state went through instead of memphis grizzlies and what if that series turned out differently with golden state and utah if that happened do you guys reckon it will still be 4-1 to utah or would golden state put up a, a more of a fight I reckon they would have got two. Well, that's I'd predicted four two. Um, had had the Warriors gone through, but I, I reckon Steph was he'd get them two games. Like 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 we said, like you just said, it's like he 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 would score enough to get them that comfortable little fifteen point lead with about five minutes left. So that and it ended up winning by like eight. You know what I mean? That that would be your typical sort of Steph Curry team on my back ride you to the finish line type of game that he's good for right now and i i reckon they would have got two if he got a third then then it's different because now you're dealing with him when he's hungry because you see a little and that's i guess what makes steph an all-time great like you said adam is that he's got all he's not just a great shooter but he's got that little bit of extra as well and he's got that dog in him where he can just bring these i mean i'm not gonna lie in that playing game between uh the lakes and uh golden state you had all these guys hitting those threes, and you're just like, "Who the hell are these guys?" But they're shooting with confidence. You know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of um, com- uh, casual fans they don't understand when they watch an NBA game and you see these guys coming off in trash time. You know, no name guys. Nobody knows who the fuck these people are. They're just, "Oh, who are these sorry ass guys?" Like, dude, anybody that makes the NBA is a, is an absolute baller. Like. If you took them on to, to any of the courts that we play, you know, these social... Chuck them in the NBL, hell. They'll be the MVP in the NBL. So on any given night, these guys can do something. And Steph can... He, there's something in players like Steph that, you know, he had those guys shooting lights out. And you're just like, dude, who the hell are these guys? Man. Unfortunately, Dane don't get that all the time, though. But, nah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before I thought, we go I thought to, when you had Rodney Hood, oh. sorry, I, I thought when you had Rodney Hood and yeah. you had a couple other shooters, I thought, I thought, oh, here we go. He's got shooters. This is it. Now, we, we actually dealt Rodney Hood and the Gary Trent Jr. away for Powell. Yeah, Norman Powell. And, like, dude, really? What, you get, like, a guy that's just a little bit better than one of the guys you traded? You traded two guys, like, here for one guy that's, like, here. And you're like, come on, mm. man, really? <laughs> yeah, no. That might be the downfall for us, but now, nah, man, I'm confident. Because the other thing about the the Denver Portland series is that that 55 point effort, right? That was on a losing team, and I don't know how if Damien can come back from that. You know, if he spent all his energy in that game only to lose, I wonder if he can come back. If there's anybody that can do it, it's him because he don't give a shit. You see, in the in the bubble last year, he was playing his ass off. They kept like 
they were just sort of just scraping in, you know what I mean? And he never gave up. He just kept playing. He knew that the only way they're going to get in is if they win every single game. And unfortunately, we, you know, they ended up with us in the first round. And Charles Barkley, they were talking all that shit like, oh, they go sweep the Lakers. Look, he still balled out in that series. Unfortunately, they, he didn't have everybody else around him that he needed. You know what I mean? Y'all should trade Nurkic, man, before he gets before he gets completely broken. Because <laughs> I reckon one more injury and that fool's gone, man. He's been playing for the Sydney Kings or some shit. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. The other, the other series I want to talk about is the next series of Milky Bucks and uh, the Brooklyn Nets because that, that seems to be the one that's going to be a really good series. And I think, for me, anyway, the winner of this series will win the East. Yeah, I, I think, um, well, it, it all depends how long Embiid's out, right? With Embiid and 76 is a different beast. So to, if he's back and, then, and they get through Atlanta... Um, it'll it'll be a different story, but if you're talking about 76ers without Embiid up against that big three or trying to defend Giannis, like yeah, they I don't think they'd have a chance. Um, so for me, it's hard to say with, with without Embiid, it's definitely out of the Bucks or or the Nets. But with Embiid back, yeah, it's it's, it's a different, totally different matchup. Mm. Because I think what what Milwaukee Bucks have that they didn't have last year is Drew uh, Drew Holiday. Now that that guy brings some mean ass defense with um for Milwaukee. And if you add that defense with with Giannis, and you consider the Brooklyn Nets being an offensive team and hardly any defense, it's going to be an interesting matchup. You know when they got Drew Holiday, before it was just like Giannis and Chris Middleton, and they just say, oh Middleton's the number two. We all know Middleton, you know, number two. But you get a player like Drew Holiday, he's not a number two either. So what you end up with, you got a two-way and a two-B. And you're basically spreading your, your, your big, you turn your sort of mini big two into like a mini big three, which isn't really. But defensively, they're, they're badass. So I we I had Brook, uh, sorry uh, Milwaukee taking Brooklyn in this series. And then um, it was going to be Philly and, and um uh, who's at Milwaukee? But you're right. I mean, I gotta totally, I gotta agree with Adam again. Is that when with Embiid, just with that uncertainty, well, you know, around his health, it's it might just come down to whoever wins that series. And I think I think Milwaukee's gonna take Brooklyn. So maybe this is Giannis's time. But again, it all depends on who ends up in the West. Because if if let's just say for example, worst case scenario, my Lakers lose, right? And then it ends up with like a Utah, a Denver, or possibly even a Portland making the finals. That'll make for a lot closer um, series with uh, whoever comes out of the East. Um, then if 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 my if my purple and gold get it rolling, well, shit, I already told you, man. <laughs> but it, but the only way the only way we 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 end up coming back and winning our series is if we if we um, AD gets healthy for Game Seven. Even though I think it would be smart to sit him out if we did win if we do win tomorrow Game Six, um, I still wouldn't play him in Game Seven. Let him get right because he's there to win a chip, not a series. If if AD if you play AD tomorrow, he gets hurt. It it's what fuck. If let LeBron try to win the next two games. They get that shit sorted. Then you got a healthy AD starting in the second round. And then, like I said. But anyways, 
yeah, that's my thought on uh, Milwaukee and yep. uh, Brooklyn. So I, I just don't let's just take it back to the West and talk about the LA um, Lakers and and Phoenix Suns. Now, the Phoenix Suns destroyed the LA Lakers in Game Five um, without AD. Um, LeBron walks out five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, um, and I think he did a tweet or a text or something that said the storm is coming, referring to Game Six. Um, whatever that means <laughs> but I don't know about you guys but to, to me this is like the perfect situation for a guy like LeBron trying to build his legacy because if you think about it back to the wall backs against the wall AD's out it's up to LeBron to put the team on his back now if he could pull off an uh, amazing game in game 6 just to give AD more time to heal up to get AD back in Game Seven, do you think that might be the plan, or do you think LeBron's just gonna explode and just say "fuck it, I'm gonna win this whole series by myself"? Because, yeah, because I think he needs that. I think he needs a he needs a story like that. That's the only way it's good. Like that's you said it perfectly. Is that's 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 the only like for his legacy to just continue on the way it's been going, and sort of then he can sort of taper off in the next couple of years. If he falls flat this year, then you got that sort of that hump in the you know in in his legacy, and to keep it on that ascension. Cause you think about Lakers, we've every time we won a a title in the last. 20, 30 years, it's been back to back. You never we don't win one offs. We win back to backs. We're back to back to back. You know what I mean, and so it's like if he doesn't win this year, that that's another thing that that people don't talk about. With Laker fans, man, we, we we're, we're a bit thing like that. Like, yeah, get us one, but what's one? Get a, get us two. Like, are you serious? If and LeBron, the way he's been, I, it, we're, you're absolutely right. He's, I think we're ready. LeBron's gonna come in tomorrow. He's gonna just absolutely destroy the fucking Suns. Chris Paul's gonna be crying, holding his shoulder and shit. Like he was, like all of a sudden he was crying. I mean, I know people want to talk shit about LeBron and all that, but Chris Paul was doing the same shit, man. He he, but he's worse because he actually does some dirty shit when he plays. Like I don't know. I mean, I've been seeing some shit where he be tripped. You see when he that that he tripped uh, Kuzma and then got the off, uh, got the foul. Like dude, really, man? The fuck you, you clearly chuck your feet out, man. But that's him. I, the best one was I remember when Paul wiped, uh, had his head when he was playing for the Clippers and he turned around trying to sock Paul. <laughs> I, was, I, I text camera earlier today. I was like, man, this is when we need Rondo back, man. He just come in and just punch that fool in the mouth again. Cause... Nah, but hey, look, we're all seriousness though. Um, the, the, LeBron, yes, he could. I think he might be able to do it on his own, but... He needs Caruso to, to, to get his 10, 12 points. He needs Kuzma to chip in like 18 points. Drummond, come in with a solid double-double. Give, give us like 18 and 20 rebounds. You know what I mean? Just clean that shit up. Gasol, come in. Use Harold, uh, man. Like, I know uh, Vogel doesn't want to fuck with his lineups too much. And when he's in a series, he sticks with his series. Uh, sorry, with his lineup for the series. But Montrez, just chuck him in, man. Give him some time. Yeah, I mean, I I think it depends. Like, first of all, LeBron needs to know how long AD's out. If AD's out for like two games max, then he's definitely he's bringing the shit down. He's bringing the hammer down on on the Suns. Like, he's just gonna ball out because then he knows he can relax once they get through. Um, but he's gonna know how long AD's out for. 
Like if it, if it came out that like it was season ending, like I don't know if he would, I don't know if he'd put the effort in. He'd be like, fuck it, next year. But if he knows that, if he can get through this series and give him time to relax, like he's bringing the hammer down. He's he's calling Kuzma out for being a pussy. He's calling all those guys out who's shooting like zero for three, like only three attempts. I don't know who it was the previous game. Schroeder, Schroeder yeah. fucking zero for nine, zero point yeah. He's calling them all out. He's and he's saying, pick your shit up. Like, if you want to win a fucking title with me, you gotta fucking score five points. I need five points, not fucking zero. But <laughs> if he knows AD is good for the next series, he's definitely coming in. He's dropping a thirty-point triple double. Um, you know, he's getting Kuzma, getting yeah, just getting the players in that he knows that will pick up for that game six, and then all-round effort for Game 7, and then on to the next, and 80's back. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cam, Yo. did you see that fucking alley-oop that the, that, that the Uso threw up to, to Bron and shit? <laughs> that motherfucker was like, Bron, Bron, like, Bron! And he did the little fucking sky jump when he's fucking, like, with his legs and shit. Like. <laughs> Bro, fucking, and, and then did you see when, when, when Uso yammed it at the end of the game in, in Game 2? Hey, Adam, so we, we got this thing at home. And me and the homies, we've, we've been calling Caruso. We, we call Us- Caruso is Uso Cavale for like two years. And then we just shorted it to the Uso. And I'm still waiting because I can't order a jersey with the, you print your own name. But I'm going to get a number four with the Uso on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Caruso. Because I try to put Uso Cavale, but it doesn't fit us. They only give you like 12 letters or something. Oh, yeah. 13 or some shit. <laughs> Because we tried to do that just before lockdown. Before lockdown happened, we were going to order Usuka Valley. And it was like, fuck, what letter can I leave out? <laughs> I'm glad you put that up, Ash, because, you know, since it's uh, Samoan language week, you know, <laughs> the Cavalli you know, yeah, means vehicle, right, means car. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. Putting it down for Samoan language week, brother. Yeah, man. Straight up. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have a Vilema. <laughs> All right, so the other news that came was over at the Boston Celtics was, was Danny Ainge. He um, stepped down from his position as GM, and Brad Stevens, he stepped up into that role. Now they're on the rebuilding stage. So I know this is your team, Adam. So what do you think Boston needs to do to get back up? Obviously, Jalen Brown needs to be healthy. Him, that core, you mentioned that core off air, so... Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. You notice I didn't add Kemba Walker in that in that core. <laughs> I don't know. Do you deal him out, or or what do you do? What what does Boston Celtics need to do to to come back up? Well, yeah, they haven't had any any real luck with um with point guards since they uh away it. To be honest, and I mean, oh, you, I think you guys got cursed. Hey, you guys got cursed after that. That was a curse. I mean, they basically threw out. They threw out someone who played his worth up. And they just eat him up and spit him out. You know, like I remember because I was living there. Then that game that he played lights out, and it was like the day that his sister had passed away in a car accident or some shit like that. And then like they deal him that summer. Like that shit was not on. So just had no luck with our point guard since then. Obviously Kyrie, and then um, I mean even. Gordon, uh, Hayward, that fucking terrible injury, you know, that was like the start of the season. 
Um, and then, yeah, uh, I said I felt who I don't know if Charlotte knew that uh, Kimber would be an injury liability or not, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, two two um, diamonds that they found, two young guys, Jalen Brown and Tatum. Uh, I think I think they can build around them. Um, one thing that I've noticed specifically at this season is that I don't know if they, that they can't kind of exist on the court at the same time or the chemistry's not quite there yet. Like, obviously, we saw pretty much Tatum carry the Celtics through the play-in and in the playoffs against the big three, you know, scoring 50 points. He did that in the play-in as well. But like when him and Jalen play on the, on the court at the same time, Jalen's normally the top scorer. And, um, yeah, I don't know if it's... Uh, a chemistry thing or who who wants to take the lead but um they're definitely two players that they they need to build around so you know if trade kimber they just need a solid big man i think and um just a a non-injured point guard to help them out but uh, I, I don't know much myself about the the shit in the back end office like danny age i thought was fine um i've always been a little bit iffy on stevens you know, before him, we had Doc, and obviously he got a, a few titles. Um, they had the big three there, going back early 2000s now. So, um, you know, I thought I thought Stevens was an issue when they had Kyrie. I thought, I thought he was more team ball and not, not sort of like having a superstar kind of run the court. But then, yeah, uh, I don't know how much of it was him and less of the players now. So I just think if they can get someone who might have a little bit more flexibility in their coaching approach, it, it might it might gel better with the players. Yeah, look, um, of course I'm going to talk. Like, I respect the hell out of Boston Celtics and uh, as an organization. I can't stand the team when when we play them, but it's and it's it's blasphemous in a way. Um, there's just been most a lot of Laker fans can't stand the Celtics, right? I'm not even going to lie. I told my daughter earlier today. Just just about an hour before we we, we got on, so all oh, baby doing a podcast, and today there's gonna be another guy on it, and a, he's a Celtics fan. She nine years old on the couch. She goes, ew, <laughs> straight up. She was like, ew, he's a Celtics fan. Why are you talking with him? I was like, nah, he's just in there, you know. But it'll be cool and shit. <laughs> I got a homie, Sean. He um, he was he was born in Cali. But grew up in Boston or the other way around. Fuck, I can't remember which one. But he's a boss. He's a Celtics fan. He's a, he's a Celtics and Lakers fan. But he's Celtics first before Lakers. If we play each other. But anyway, that shit aside, um, Danny Ainge. I can't stand that motherfucker, huh? Like I, I it's he's he's slimy and shit. Like he was an asshole as a player. Um, I remember him more with the Suns than with the Celtics as a kid uh, watching basketball and um. When he went into the front office, like I think he tried his hand at coaching for a little bit, and then didn't really do shit, and then he ended up in the front office um, with y'all. And like what he did to Isaiah Thomas, like he promised him that he was gonna get re-signed. That's fucked up, man. It was that was so dirty, because I really liked it. And even when he did that, I was I was because I I used to hate LeBron, right? So to me, when when y'all when you guys would play the Cavs, I'd be like, come on, get him, Boston. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's it's a bit weird, but I I was man. And even even through all the playoffs in the season, I, I want you guys to win. In the bubble, I wanted to play you guys in the final because I think it would be like fucking poetic justice. It'd be beautiful to see Lakers Celtics finals. You know what I mean? That's that is like the that's the final every NBA fan wants, even if they're not a fan of either team. 
because you're talking about the two greatest organizations. And I, I thought this year would be the perfect year. You imagine, like the Celtics, for the all-time leader in championships. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Anyways. I like <laughs> I, I heard that um, the Celtics looking at getting... Um, they're trying to interview... Uh, what's his name? Um, Jason Kidd. And, oh yeah. uh, someone else for that uh, for the head coaching position. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting. They're gonna get they're gonna get a good coach, uh, regardless. It'd be funny if they pull uh, Jeff Van Gundy out of retirement and get his ass uh, to go and coach again. <laughs> I've been waiting for it, man. I, I reckon somebody's gonna end up somebody's gonna offer him enough money and he'll come back. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The other news was um, Coach K. He um, he stepped down. He retired. He's retiring after the season. Yeah. The, the other thing I want to get you guys thoughts on before we we finish up. Is Kyrie stomping on, on Lucky's head? Makes for great uh, theatrics. Tell you, he's lucky it wasn't a bottle, man. <laughs> he's lucky, I mean, like a glass bottle. You know, he got hit with a water bottle, yo. <laughs> you imagine stomping on like Samoa and Flag or some shit in Samoa, <laughs> man. At like a Manu Samoa game, man. You get people going to fussy your ass, man. You, you're not just getting a plastic bottle, man. <laughs> What a whiny little bitch. Fuck Curry, <laughs> man. I, mean, we, I was watching my daughter. She goes, ew, look, it's the flat earther. But he's got such a round fro. She was like, if he's a flat earther, maybe he should have like a That's flat right. fro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it'd be funny if, if Big Baby Davis fussies his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're talking about throwing hands, man. KG didn't like that shit. What, what you reckon, Adam? You reckon KG go kick his ass? <laughs> I just think they're bitching about nothing. Like Celtics fans had nothing else going for them, so it's like such a fucking small <laughs> thing to bitch about. But and saying that Curry's also a dick too. Like even before, like when he played for Cavs, like I'll i wholeheartedly say that he's one of my favorite point guards. He is filthy. He fucking nutmegs the shit out of players. He has got some of the smoothest, silkiest skills out there. But he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's an absolute asshole. <laughs> absolute asshole, man. He's just he, he, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. I, I, I don't even know if he's acting or he's been doing that on purpose or, or what. He basically reminds me of Captain Phillips, man. He goes to every team and he's like, I'm the captain now. That's him. <laughs> and if you don't buy him with that shit, he's on to the next boat. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, he, yeah, he, he, he's he's like a diseased hood rat, you know. Everyone fucks her, and then everyone gets the everyone gets the clap or some shit. Like every team he goes to, he infects them. Like he's lucky that LeBron saved him, got him a chip. Because if it weren't for Bron, you wouldn't. He's not gonna end up with a chip. I mean, and- I might have to eat my words if if the Nets did do win it this year, but they ain't doing shit because they got Kyrie and they got that bearded fool. That he's just as. You've got like three assholes, right? You're allowed maximum of two assholes per championship team. You look back in history, unless you talk about the Detroit Pistons of the uh, of the eighties. There's a whole that was a whole team of assholes. That that was like asshole extreme, you know. But you know the Lakers had Kobe. Kobe was always a big asshole. Jordan was a fucking asshole. Um, the Warriors, you had Draymond and you had KD assholes but brooklyn brooklyn the, the, the three main guys are all assholes and then you got blake griffin He's an asshole. <laughs> i can't talk shit about lamarcus aldridge no more because he's just a retired asshole poor bastard but you know what i mean like <laughs> that that team like they they built that team if if the lakers didn't get drummond drummond would have ended up on the on the nets too 
Do you know what I mean? Like they were like <laughs> that that rich kid at school that can just buy everything at the dairy, even if they they're not gonna eat it. You know, they don't even want that shit. They they just buy it because they can. <laughs> anyways, it's bad karma. We spoke about it before. It's bad karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. assholes. <laughs> Brooklyn assholes. <laughs> oh, sweet boys, that's us. Um, thanks for coming on board uh, this episode. So, so, so tomorrow we'll be looking at two games, and there, and there might be um, two final games. We'll see. But uh, we've got the Trailblazers and Nuggets, and uh, and the Lakers and Suns. So hopefully, hopefully those two games they'll they'll get tied up uh, three all, and then we can have ourselves a game seven. On Sunday, one game on at a time. One game at a time. That's yeah, right. Man. One game at a time. Exactly. <laughs> you watch LeBron go come out like fucking King Kong. Who's? <laughs> That's the only way we're gonna win. That's the only way we're gonna win. Thanks, Cam. All right, boys. Thanks, brother. Nice talking Thanks to you, Adam. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck.